Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the video here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 120 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on March 11th, 2022. You could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new trendingtopicsnetwork.com, and other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are in the Stittsville area of Ontario, and joining me is Matt, Chris, and Wes from Brew Revolution. Thanks so much for Good morning. Good yeah, here. thanks for uh, joining, uh, hosting us today. It's very gracious of you, obviously taking time out of your clearly busy schedule to speak about your brand, your beers, and, and stuff like that. Uh, starting with the beers, what's uh, you brought me out some great beers to try. What's number one here? Uh, number one is Walking on Sunshine. It's kind of like our flagship beer. So it's a New England IPA, 6.2%, 6 IBU. Nice and juicy, lots of hop flavor, low bitterness. Awesome. As we do. Cheers. A toast. Cheers. Mm. Beautifully, nice and juicy, not overly powering, you know, not crazy like punch in the face of hops. That's a great starter beer. I, I do enjoy something like this. As as personally, it's either a lager or something nice and juicy that I can expand on my palate on after so that's what we're going for yeah great uh so guys what's what's the story what what brought you all together to create the uh brew revolution brand so uh yeah i think like a lot of classic brewery stories there's a bunch of uh lifelong friends that were brewing in a garage and uh and then one day somebody asked that fateful question hey why don't we open a brewery and <laughs> from that day forward it literally started the very next day started up the business plan started to come up with some concepts and uh and here we are four years later uh loving life yeah <laughs> That's pretty wild, like four years later and, and with everything that's been going on in the world in the meantime, I can't see it being easy to just, it's like, we got to keep going. Obviously, this is a huge initial investment. There's no question about it. Once you're pot committed, that's it. Yeah, so. there's no, yeah you're exactly right. Uh, there's no getting out of it at a, at a certain point. Uh, and for anybody thinking about opening one, I recommend not doing it right before a pandemic. <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, we as a show are incredibly surprised that we've actually are at about 50% when it comes to breweries of before the pandemic and during the pandemic that have opened. That's, yeah, it, it amazes me that people are still, uh, you know, pushing forward, but it goes to show the strength of the industry and, yeah. and the, the amount of appetite people have for, uh, for craft in general. So I, I wish everybody best of luck with it. Yeah. A lot I, of the I, stories are, are centered around like local, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we, we push a lot is we try and get all of our ingredients local. We try and support all the local environment uh, that's going on, both from uh, whether it's in ingredients or other um, shops like artisans and um, you know, um, bringing in live music. Uh, so that's a big thing for, for us. Obviously pandemic aside, what were some other kind of roadblocks and difficulties you guys ran into first from garage concept to where you are now at this beautiful I'm assuming former garage or some sort of thing with the garage doors in front of us. Surprisingly, well, <laughs> former yoga studio. Yeah. And, and this was purpose built. And before that, it was a dollar store. Uh, I mean, in terms of roadblocks, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think of where to begin. Uh, yeah, part It'd be of easier it was, to say what wasn't a roadblock. <laughs> yeah, because that might be a shorter list. Honestly, a big part of it was just, uh, it was a huge learning curve, right? I mean, just, I have to say part of the fun at the, at the beginning was uh, doing a lot of research and doing a lot of what you guys do and visiting different breweries. Um, and I have to say that the breweries that we visited and, and to this day, 
They are the most open, welcoming bunch of people ever, unlike any other industry I've ever been in. Uh, so, you know, roadblock-wise was just learning how it was going to work, trying to come up with the correct concept, the correct timing, uh, you know, finding a location. We, we did a lot of scouting. Uh, and then, we, yeah, we ended up in Sicil and we couldn't be happier with that. Uh, you know, licensing was, was a big issue. Um, you know, just working with the landlord in the city and all that kind of stuff, trying to get permits. You know, there, there's a lot to it. And, and maybe people don't realize just what goes into a brewery, but it's, uh, it's a very big, complicated business. So uh, luckily, we smoothed out those roadblocks and, and made it happen. I am finding a lot of Quebec and Ontario are just brewery, and then not even three months later, another two, and then somewhere else, another two, and it's, it's wild that you guys keep going, more are opening. It seems like friendly competition. It's like That's a perfect yeah, way to put it, yeah. We, it's, we want you to succeed, but we absolutely. want to succeed as well. So. Yeah, because I think a lot of us look at it as, you know, it's, it's us versus them, them being macro breweries, right? <laughs> so the us is the craft, the smaller, the local. We're all kind of in it together. Sure, there's a little bit of... of friendly competition, as you yeah. say, uh, but we're, we're very helpful to each other as well. It's, uh, it continues to amaze me. Yeah, there's, there's never a time that we can't call up another brewery and say, hey, we got a question, or you know, we're, we're short a bag of this, and they'll be like, nah, no problem, we've got that, we got you covered. Same thing back and forth with us. There's always that, that camaraderie and that understanding that, that we're gonna need a favor, or we're gonna have a question, and yeah, it's, it's a great warming kind of community. Yeah, we've heard that from a few places where it's like, oh, dude, uh, I'm short a bag of crystal malts. Oh, here yep. you go, but I'm also short these hops. Oh, here you go. So yep, switch. it's yep. just a quick little exchange. And obviously, you clearly, as you mentioned, try all these other breweries, see what my concept is. And I'm sure you still visit breweries on top of that. So there's no, no question of like, I love well, every, my beer, every once but I also love beer in general. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Brew Revolution, what, what made you guys decide that as a, as a brand name? So, uh, you know, again, at the, at the beginning, at the outset, we were, we were trying to come up with some concepts. One of the, the hardest parts we found was we would come up with a great name, a great idea, and then we'd do a search. And because there are already hundreds of breweries, uh, you know, something was already taken or, or what have you. Um, so in terms of the logo, uh, if we can see mm -hmm. it, there actually showed right there. Yeah. Um, so that, that interior piece doesn't have an official name, but anybody that's of a certain age would recognize it, that it was the insert that went into a 45 record back in the day. So the okay. 45 records would have a bigger space for some odd reason, you'd have to have these inserts. So they're sometimes called spindles or spiders. Doohickeys. <laughs> yeah, whatever they might be. <laughs> So the, the crazy part was I had been rolling around for five years previous to this idea with the back, that on the back of my Jeep. And we were throwing around ideas and finally uh, our other partner, Greg, said, hey, what about that, that thing on the back? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And it literally from that point forward, everything kind of spawned. We came up with the music concepts uh, and then that's where revolution came from. Just yeah. the notion of, you know, it, and that, yeah, from, from that day forward, we were like, brew revolution. That sounds yeah. good. That's and you good. notice that the, the flights are, that's, it's a record, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And your flights come on a record. Yeah, um, I know there's you guys, and in Cambridge, there's Rhythm and Bruce. Yes, we, and awesome. we've, done, uh, we've done some work with those guys. We love them. We love their, uh, their ethos and their concept as well. Uh, brothers in arms. Yeah, that's what I like having. My sister lives in the Waterloo region, so it's whenever I visit her, it's like, oh, nice to see you. I'm going to visit the breweries. Yeah. So, uh, I love you, and I'll see you for supper, but I'm going to drink. Priorities. Exactly, priorities. Uh, awesome. Uh, so what's beer number two I'm going to be trying here? Beer number two is Lola. So okay. it is a, uh, uh, our Oslo lager. Um, it's kind of in the, the style of a Pilsner, but uh, it's a pseudo Pilsner. We used Kvike to make this one. It's mm -hmm. uh, Escarpment Labs crispy um, yeast. 
So it's a really quick turnaround, but it makes a beautiful, tasty lager beer. Awesome. As we do, gentlemen, a toast. Mm, nice clean pilsner. Just a little bit of bitter kick. Yeah. So, so you're going to notice a theme there that went along with the brew revolution. So we've had two beers you've tried that are a play on names from yeah. songs. Well, I noticed that coming into all your fermenting tanks have a musician on them, yes. which is super cool. So it's, yeah. it's very clear you guys are, are heavily music focused. So. And we always have been. That, that came naturally, you know. Even though it, it came about as as part of that symbol conversation, we've all we you know lifelong music fans, uh, and that's why we have a, a huge live music component in mm -hmm. here. We we support a lot of local bands, um, and we can't wait to do more of that in the future. Soon, soon, not soon enough. <laughs> soon. <laughs> now we've um, you know it's 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 coming in Canada. We've obviously seen it in America, but things are reopening, so we just we need to stay on this path. Don't say and, that too loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, in case uh, they yeah. change their minds, but yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we were going, it's, you know, the show just started, we're done. We started literally November 2019, end of November, and then March is, oh, you guys have to stop. I, mean, I don't know, we, there's, what we wanted to do, we want to speak to influencers, I'm sure you get guys like, uh, I believe she's called One Hot Biatch, she probably comes by every yep. once in a while, there's uh, uh, so many, yeah, Buck Bruski, he works at Broadhead, I'm sure he comes by for beers and stuff like that, Chris, so. Yeah, we have it's, wonderful people that come by and, and, yeah. and shout us out online, which we always appreciate. Yeah, that's, that's what, it's, it's the huge component is, you wouldn't think influencers would have this kind of pull, and then somebody comes and this is one of the best beers I've had, and that goes to their 10 friends, and those 10 friends go out. It's, so. it's the new world order, right? Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is marketing yeah. in, the, in the new age. And that's the thing when it comes to like breweries or, or even any kind of gastronomic kind of experience, it's more of a, oh, you have to try this. Yeah. And if, if you're kind of of a like frame of mind or it's that, oh, you know, that, that person always digs out that little rough gem because they're driving around all over the place. And, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they pass it on to a couple of friends and it's just, it's a, it's a community of, of love for, oh, try this one out. Yeah. And we, we have it at the same time. We'll, we'll visit a, a friendly brewery and we'll, we'll try a beer. And I'm like, oh, I wish we made that. That's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Give me another one. It's, that's the friendly competition side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, cashmere to me is very clear because I'm a Led Zeppelin fan. But uh, the naming convention of your beers and your, your, your labeling, who, who came up with that concept? It was honestly it was collaborative uh, and it continues to be to this day and, and that's kind of the fun of this place uh, whether we're naming a beer or even our you know our, our in-house food we try and come up with fun concepts fun names um, but yeah I, I think at the very beginning uh, you know we were, we were sort of sitting around and talking about well what's this going to look like and what is our theme going to be and I, and we didn't necessarily come out and say you know what we're going to make puns it just sort of <laughs> it just sort of <laughs> spun out of nowhere um, and, and it ended up being fun. And then when you're describing the beers to people, and, and like you said, cashmere, it's, it's a bit of a play on words, because yes, there's a Zeppelin song for sure, but it's also a nice, smooth, you know, tasting beer. The texture is, is a lot like cashmere. And so it just, everything just fits together nicely. And, and your labeling, your designs, who, who kind of, do you have a graphic designer who comes in and we, helps you guys uh, out? Yeah, we do. Um, so a lot of our in-house labels are, are done actually by, uh, by the brewers, Josh and Wes. Uh, so they work on, on that kind of thing. And, and then, yeah, we do work with outside designers. And, uh, and we're going to continue to do that. What we'd love to find, and if anybody listening to this <laughs> podcast wants to reach out, we would love to find a, you know, a local artist that wants to get their, their work out there, that wants to come in and chat with us. We'll have a beer talk about a concept and throw together some ideas. I think yeah. that's, that's where we want to go next. Uh, and that's the well, difficult part is getting that concept of how do you explain what this place is? Mm -hmm. How do you explain the music experience of 
where, where the name of that beer is coming from. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like put on some headphones and, and don't stop listening to the song and repeat until you figure out what it's about kind of thing and then taste the beer and it, you know, it's, it's a, it, you wanna, it, visualization of labels is the toughest thing. Uh, one thing that we um, will always hold on to is obviously the 45 spinner, that's us, that's our, our identifier, but it's kind of free reign for the rest um, as, we, as we move down the path. Mm -hmm. Well, it's very clear. You, I mean, you have Gord, obviously, beautifully drawn up there. Looking um, down on us. Yeah, looking down <laughs> on everyone. Uh, for for the, the Americans who don't know, Gord Downey, great Canadian artist, uh, unfortunately passed away from brain cancer, but every single Canadian watched this man perform his last concert in Kingston. So it's, uh, it is, it's very clear you guys are very art-focused. Uh, it's all over the place. I believe that's Beastie Boys over there, too, right. catching. Yep. Done by a local and, artist. Yeah. Uh, Lynette so Morgan. I'm sure... I've seen it at other breweries too, but more specifically a bar down in downtown Montreal where they'll allow artists to hang their works and sell it there. And we have some of like, that actually. Yeah. Um, few few uh, extra little pieces. Well, we have the artisan mm -hmm. piece there, and then uh, we've got a few other uh, pieces that have been put up by local artists that yeah. uh, have a little label on it for sale. I mean, even your bathroom, you have all your beer labels, you have people slapping up stickers and stuff. It's, it's very clear that you want the community to focus yeah, on Yeah, it's, it's this organic kind of feel that we want this place to grow you know, as time goes on and we're learning at the same time as everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's gonna continue. And that interaction is key. Um, hard to see when you're looking at us here, but the actual <clears throat> brewery uh, tap wall is, is covered in records. Yeah. And anyone can come in at any time. As long as a band's not playing, they can say, hey, I wanna, I wanna listen to that record. We'll pop it off the wall and we'll play it. Uh, now you also do food here, which is great, because the first time I actually visited the physical location, uh, lobster mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Yet another one that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that one was, you know, we were just trying different things out, because we handle food the same way that we handle the beer. Let's try different things. Let's try and make it exciting. The lobster mac and cheese in 2021 became just this epic kind of success where we couldn't keep up. We literally could not make enough of it. And, and that's when everybody was ordering takeout and yeah. everybody was depressed. So at least we gave, <laughs> we gave everybody a little bit of, of, of joy. Some comfort and, uh, food. Yeah, exactly. And exactly, it was comfort food. It's, it's what, what do people need right now? And what is the ultimate comfort food? Mac and cheese, okay. And, yeah. what, what, what can we do to set it aside? Well, there's this thing called lobster mac and cheese. Let's try it. Yeah. And it, <laughs> first day, we were out of lobster. It's just yeah, like, yeah. how do we, how, well, okay, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> I'm not sure, I know in Montreal, when it came to beer, or Quebec in general, we could deliver, were you guys able to do home deliveries? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, the rules change really quickly, and, and I do give the government credit for that. They opened things up, and I don't see it going backwards. Yeah. Uh, but we had to learn that business really quickly, <laughs> and it was a testament to our, our team that mm -hmm. March 16th, 2020, I'll never forget that day, that's yeah. when the, we first locked down. Within a day, we had increased our, our capacity for, for home delivery, um, and within two weeks, we were delivering food uh, we had contactless pickups. We were doing Uber Eats. We were doing Skip. All that stuff, and hell of a learning curve, yeah. no question. Yeah. You, you turn the entire, you know, pub portion of the brewery into an assembly line. Yeah. You know, for was, for takeout, right? Yeah. <laughs> we should have taken more pictures. It was, yeah. it was boxes and you know wrapping and stuff everywhere. It was nuts, but we did it. We yeah. Did what we had to do. Yeah. No. Even uh, there's breweries. Uh, we haven't unfortunately interviewed them. La Marabois. They're a pub in downtown Montreal and we can't deliver, so they literally change their entire kitchen area into a canning area, yeah. which they never would, this place never canned before. Right. All of a sudden, yeah. we, got, we have to adapt, and yeah. I am finding breweries and restaurants have adapted to almost no end to 
Oh, okay. Well, we adapt our recipes. Why not just adapt our business? Our processes time? and, yeah. you know, learn about the new health requirements. Every single week there was something new coming down. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, everybody, everybody in this industry has been through a war. No no, I, I know in, because I, I don't pay much attention to breweries outside of Quebec and Ontario because we're right next to each other, we're friends. I don't know many that have failed. There's, it's very few. It's true. Sadly, there are a few. And yeah. it's, um, it's the capacity just to keep up with the change. And mm -hmm. that, that's the biggest thing. We, we, Matt and I have a thing where it's, uh, it, it, it's a good Monday if we're not phoning or, or texting or messaging each other before eight. Because it means something hasn't... Something blew up. Something blew up or something <laughs> changed. Or, I often look at my know. phone and go, oh, God. Yeah. And then I answer. You know. yeah. Oh, God. So, but it, it, that, that's tough for, mm -hmm. for the industry <clears throat> to, to just continuously pivot. You know, yeah. it's, uh, we're, we're looking forward to where we can sit down. Yeah. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. yeah I'm sure. I, I mean, I've spoken with Robin LeBlanc and Jordan St. John, you know, the Ontario Craft Beer Guide folks, and, and they've said, like, they are amazed how many of places have survived this and how many have opened during yes, all this. Yes, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more so with that. It's... I think it's because we can drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thankfully alcohol is a necessary service. I know uh, our third ever interview, Luke's, I March 16th before everything officially locked down is I'm sitting there and I uh, hear things are gonna lock down. Uh, work's having me bring home my work laptop and then all of a sudden the next day is stay home. Yep. You're working from home permanently and I'm like, uh, but I like the office interaction. I've got to the point now where I'm like, I'll do a little overtime. I'll do a little extra work. I'll do a little extra this. And I don't miss the office interaction as much as I think I would because we have awesome technology where we get to bring you guys out to the people and YouTube, Zoom. It's, if we didn't have this technology now, that let's say even 10 years ago, this would have sucked. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's yeah. funny you say that. We, we've had companies that because they couldn't have Christmas parties, reached out to us and said, what can you do? And we said, well, we can put a, a party pack together for you. We can, um, we can you know, get some, some gift certificates in there so that when everything opens up or when the individual, like you can't do it as a team, but maybe that couple can go out together and, and um, have a meal. Um, but they had virtual um, tastings mm -hmm. over Zoom. And they're like, oh, we're doing this can now. And everyone cracks yeah, the can and Wes, open. You, you hosted a couple of them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, talked through the beers. Exactly. We just take everyone basically on a virtual flight, have the beer with them and give everyone a chance to try them, say their piece, talk to the brewers, ask the questions. Yeah. Uh, beer number three here, what do I got? Beer number three is Pear Necessities. So it is a, uh, a fruited sour, um, nice and light, 4%, uh, lightly tart, not like overly sour. And uh, we added prickly pear into this one. Um, so a lot of people don't really know what prickly pear is, yeah. but it's the fruit from a cactus. Um, it's got this like really vibrant pink color and it kind of tastes a little bit like watermelon or honeydew or something like I'm, that. I'm getting watermelon on yeah, my nose. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right, gentlemen, Cheers. a toast. See, it's not like puckering sour. No. It's that right level of sour. Yeah. This is, to me, a, a perfect summer beer. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a nice crisp where, finish. That's a patio yeah, crusher. I'm, I'm in a kayak in the Rideau Canal. And I'm enjoying one of these while the wind blows me west or east. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Super crushable too. I mean, I can, and you said 5% or 0. 0.5? 4%. 4%. So even better. It's, yeah. you can have a few of these just, as we say, don't drink and drive. So <laughs> uh, I'll have two and then I'll sober up and drink a bunch of water and then drive home <laughs> and be safe because drinking and driving is bad. Don't do that. <laughs> so it's a uh, very super, super light, super tasty, uh, super crushable summer beer. Fantastic. Uh, so what was the first beer you ever brewed? 
by yourself. And then what was the first beer ever that came out of Brew Revolution? The first beer I ever brewed by myself was a, uh, I guess it was a honey brown. Um, and uh, didn't really know what I was doing. I, uh, well, I was, this was before I had learned all about brewing. Um, and I had a couple of buddies who had done it before who kind of like helped guide me through it. And uh, yeah, I made a, a nice little honey brown. It turned out pretty well, I was happy with it. Um, and then the first beer we ever brewed here at Brew Revolution, I believe was our house. No, I think it was House of the Rising really? Sun. The um, it was, so that's a, one we still have on. Mm -hmm. It's uh, one of our mainstays. It's a golden rye ale. Okay. Um, and we wanted to brew something that was kind of lager-like, but this is before we had our glycol system up and running, so we couldn't actually brew a lager. So we wanted to make a really crisp, dry, um, approachable golden ale. Yeah. And uh, it turned out really well. It's a popular beer. People like it. I love it. So uh, still brew that. Yeah, that's, uh, it's so crazy that like you guys opened during the, before the pandemic. We've interviewed Third Moon, Cinquième Baron, opened during the pandemic. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a set of dice to roll. Yeah. I mean, that's a tall order. Yep, yeah, I agree. I, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it, he said the pandemic helped because they weren't ready for their opening. <laughs> and then he's like, well, the pandemic's here, so we can delay the three months that we need now. Well, it's funny you say that. We have not had our official opening yet. <laughs> oh, We've never even had a St. Patty's Day. The one that's coming up will be the first one, even though we opened in 2019. Just yeah. the way the timing worked out with all the lockdowns, we never yeah. really had one. Yeah. So uh, there's still a lot of firsts to come. Uh, and that's being in Montreal too, you know, St. Patrick's Day for the last hundred years in a row, and then all of a sudden, none for the last two. Not cool. That's, uh, that, that hurts the soul. Cause it really does. Even if it's, I'm drinking Guinness as a macro, I'm still hanging out with friends and you know, one year it's minus 45, the next year there's four foot snowbanks, and then the year <laughs> after that I'm wearing shorts because Montreal is a special place for weather sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah. We hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild and uh, I mean, I look forward to you guys' official launch. I'm sure you kind of have like a soft anniversary maybe here and there, but. Yeah, August 26th will always be our, uh, our anniversary. So yeah, end of the summer, we're gonna definitely blow it out as best we can with all safety precautions yes. in, uh, in mind. We look no. forward to that. We'll have to swing by for that. Please so, do. Please, uh, I'd yes. love to. Maybe rent an Airbnb in the area or, uh, or in Ottawa and maybe take an Uber out because I can't be, see too bad of an Uber <laughs> in the Ottawa region. Uh, what's beer number four I'm having here? Beer number four is my personal favorite. Uh, this is Bee's Nuts. It is a, uh, <laughs> it is a honey brown ale uh, inspired by that first beer I ever did. Um, so it's uh, 5.3%, um, 21 IBU. It is got just a little bit of honey sweetness on the end. Um, nice, like caramel and nutty notes to it, and uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite beers I've ever made. Awesome. Toast. I believe I've had your other three, so this is the first time for me. This one. And this one's a little nod to uh, Dr. Dre's Chronic. As well. <laughs> Speaking of that, what do you guys think of? Uh, we're obviously clearly in the same age range of, I'd say, early forties to. Uh, Mid thirties to mid forties. Let's cover your virgin ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, he, he doesn't feel like non-existent but, beard. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, uh, that show. That, that halftime yeah. show was was unbelievable. Fantastic. I loved everything about it, and uh, I think my favorite thing was the artists. You know, mm -hmm. Snoop and Dre, and everybody just looked so happy to be up there, and they were so proud of, of everything yeah. they created. So, yeah, and I, I yeah. agree with you. People of a certain age, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah, got it. Yeah. You know? 
when you have a macro drinker come in, somebody oh. who's, I love Bud, I love It's this, one of my favorite things, course. honestly, and it, it happens so often. What are those conversion beers? Uh, around here, it depends on the season. So we usually have a seasonal lager that we, uh, that we brew. Um, in the spring, it's our Mexican lager called Jump in the Lime. In the summer, we have um, a American light lager. In the fall, we have a Vienna lager. And in the winter, we have a, um, a Schwarz beer. So usually, it's going to one of those because they are kind of what they're expecting. Um, if not that, maybe get them to try Lola. Uh, I mean, they're used to drinking something that's at least Pilsner-esque. Mm -hmm. Um, House of the Rising Sun is always a great uh, choice as well because it is different enough where we can tell them you are not drinking a lager right now. You are drinking an ale and you're probably still enjoying it. Yeah, so exactly. uh, you've got to make them say that first. Yeah. Make them say that they like it and then explain what yeah. it is. But, I mean, but if I'm in and I'm talking to a customer, um, I like to kind of diagnose, like they might say, yeah, I like Stella or I like Bud Light or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I like to talk to them about what flavors they enjoy and then bring them beers that might correspond with that. Like the amount of people that come in and say, like, I like Stella. And then I'm like, okay, well, ask them a few questions. Here's Pear Necessities, completely different than any beer they've ever had before. It doesn't even remotely resemble that. But they love it. Yeah. It's, it's fun to get to, like, to diagnose an individual person and get them a new, uh, uh, a new beer that they might enjoy. And that's a great thing about a tap room, right? Is We've got the flights. You can you can try things out. Yeah, you're not gonna commit. You don't have to commit to something and say I don't like it. It's like you got lots of opportunities to sit and, and, and sample. And that was probably the biggest part with the pandemic is you lose that that little piece. I will say, we can never help anyone when they ask for a Coors Light. We just point to the tap water and say, here's a glass of water. There's an LCBO right over there. I'm sure they have it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but, it, but it is honestly one of my favorite things. Somebody comes in and says that, and I'm like, and you know, it's a group of guys, it's and, a and one of them says, ah, I don't like craft beer. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. And then you bring them a flight, and you do exactly what, what Wes said. You talk them through it, and invariably by the end, they're like, well, all right, that one was okay. And they <laughs> order a pint, and all of a sudden you got one. You know, I want to mark it on the wall like we converted another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. Big nope, chalk I, wall. I, That's right. I was one of those guys at one point where I'm like, Coors Light. For life, I was and Keith's. I was Keith's over and over. Uh, I have a, I had a strawberry local strawberry blonde. I'm like, whoa, what's this? And where I was working in the world, the Quebec's World Beer Festival is there. I'm like, hey, what's what's this in Montreal? Whoa, beer has flavor. Yeah, there's uh, a whole new world uh, that expands. And then it's... the the brain just, you know, the the fireworks started happening in my brain. And I'm like, I can't drink crappy beer anymore. And I think it, one of the biggest things that hurt my soul from a beer and music was when Blues Fest no longer had Mill Street. And then they, they moved to uh, a macro, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, no, I want to listen to music <laughs> and drink, you know, <laughs> a beer, not, not that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you get people converted over and it's, uh, it's a special little happy. Now, obviously, clearly, pandemic has been a bit of a problem, but have you collabed with anybody when it comes to either making a beer or would you like to go somewhere and collab and make a beer, let's say, you know, um, well, unfortunately, Waller Street's gone, but somewhere uh, Evergreen Craft or Flora Hall, like, what are, what are some local breweries that you guys would love to work with and make a collab beer with? Well, we just did a collaboration with uh, Castle Brewing. Um, we did a, uh, a dry hopped amber and a dark saison. Uh, we uh, went over there and brewed the dark saison. They came over here and we brewed the dry hopped amber, um, which are both going to be dropping within the next week or so. So uh, there's a couple of new beers to try, but and they, we love the guys over there. We have a great time with them. Um, but both myself and uh, Josh, the other brewer, we went to Niagara College for their brewmasters program, 
And in doing that, we have friends all over Ontario that are um, working for other breweries. So like really any of the, the, the guys and girls that we went to school with would be great to do collaborations with. Um, locally, I mean, we're pretty close with Evergreen, so that's always a, a great one to do a collab with. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, basically so anyone we're open uh, to. Nita Brewing, Nita was, was oh, yeah. a huge part of, uh, of, of when we started, and, and you know, we'll, we'll always work with them. Kitchissippi, uh, Weatherhead out of Perth, they opened around the same time as us. We, we did some work with them early on. Flora, we, we dealt with those guys. It, it, the list is endless. Yeah. Uh, took to Brew, yeah. did some great work with those guys. So anybody, again, listening that wants to, to do a, a collab, reach out. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. Yeah, we got a cool little party gal system you can try out with us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much half the guys you mentioned too, we've actually had the privilege to interview here. They're all, uh, all know, great people. Paul, Paul at Kitchissippi was a great human being to deal with. Uh, I mean, it's it's fantastic that, that you guys are, are working local. And, and that's one of my other things is um, somebody comes here, tries all your fantastic beers, eats some food, but they're like, ah, I need, I need some more beer to settle on top of the food. Friends in the area to try. Um, yeah. I mean, if I was to suggest people like, Check me out anywhere, like really close by. There's only a few breweries that are really close to us, like Evergreen being one of them. Um, Covered Bridge is really close by too. Yep. Um, Local Stittsville. Yeah. And then uh, Conspiracy Theory just opened up uh, down the road as well. Yeah, they're in Bell's Corners, uh, pretty close by. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got some other favorites personally, like Whitewater out, mm -hmm. in, uh, out in Cobden. They're amazing. They do great work. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Flora. I, I always like heading out that direction uh, yeah. any, any chance yeah, I get. Which one? Yeah, Ridge Rock, Ridge Rock, Ridge Rock, 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 Rock. Carp. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, location. We're actually. I mean, we have an embarrassing number of uh, of breweries in Ottawa. I think we're over forty-five now, somewhere in that range, which is just amazing as mm -hmm. a craft brew fan. And that's what I think all of us are before before we happen to work at a brewery. We're all craft beer fans. And yeah. It's great to to find those new places. What's beer number five I'm doing here? Beer number five is a uh, nice little treat. It's called Little Bit Stronger Now. So it's an imperial stout, uh, about 9.2%. We aged this one for about a year and a half. Wow. Um, it was aged on uh, uh, cocoa, uh, cocoa nibs, and um, it's just sweet and fudgy and delicious. Awesome. Cheers. A toast. You said 9.2? Yep. Nah, no. <laughs> so th this is uh, <clears throat> one of the unique things that wow. uh, Wes and Josh pull off is they, they have these <clears throat> high alcohol mm. percentage beers that, <laughs> uh, that drink way too smooth. And uh, we have to warn patrons, um, we're going to start you off with one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you got to slow it down. You got to slow yeah. it down. Yeah. I think it comes to having two brewers. We just balance each other out where one of us might go a little too far in one direction. The other hones <laughs> it back in and then you get a beer that is just... The dangerously yeah. drinkable. <laughs> that um, is, we, this show literally started as us getting together and just doing a beer tasting. And then since we're guys being complete a-holes to each other. Uh, Normal. Is that it would be like, yo, here's this 12% stout. Yeah. And it's like, I could chug this. I'm like, don't. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't. We need, to get through, is, we need to get through the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's wild. Like yourself, I mean, you said 9.2. It, it tastes like a 4% beer to me. Um, same thing, the Nickelbrook, the Bastard series, like the stuff they pull out, and I'm just, it doesn't taste like 12% beers. And that's, the bad part is, I'll be like, I'll have one, I'm drunk, time to sleep in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I call <laughs> those know? ninja beers, they sneak up <laughs> and kick you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, it's fantastic, and, and just burning, 
you know, you're not getting an ethanol taste or anything like that. Like right. there's some there's an old school high percent beers like Faxe or whatever is you taste the 12%. Yeah. It's not comfortable. It's a really good scotch. Like you're not tasting a 40% alcohol. Yeah. You're tasting something that's delicious, leathery, a little bit of vanilla. It's and over time, it just warms you up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Awesome. Uh, I like to ask this now, obviously, clearly when it's safer to travel and you have time because uh, owning a brewery, you probably don't have that much time. Uh, beercation, either individually, if you want to answer or all together, that you'd like to go on that you haven't been on. You know, I can hop on a plane. I don't have to wear a mask for six, eight hours on a plane. That beercation that you guys like to take. Oktoberfest. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, haven't been able to go to it, uh, but would absolutely love travel to Germany, go to Oktoberfest. Yeah, I mean Germany's more or less for the beer we know is the birthplace, right? It's not yeah. like we can ever travel back to Mesopotamia and and have that Google you know, beer that's working was made on it. In sure this, uh, there'll <laughs> yeah. be an app for that soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've looked, I've, I've looked out and been able to to been to Oktoberfest. Uh, I, I would say guilty pleasure would probably be Belgium. Okay, uh, I love uh, my Belgians. Um, but probably Japan. I'd like to try um, rice some, some different rice lagers. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the lager scene apparently in Japan is something else from yeah. what I'm hearing. So, yeah. and uh, there's a local brewer who does a, a Japanese lager, and it's just you know you just get that hint of rice, but still it's super crushable beer. So, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like at the birthplace of the Japanese lagers. So. Well, and, and something that's not commercially viable enough to come over. You mm-hmm. want to try that? Oh, this is that yeah. that hidden gem, or this is. Uh, uh, that unknown processor, that's the kind of thing. So, Well, at this point, you know, if I drive more than 10 minutes, I, I feel like I'm on vacation because, oh my <laughs> God, I, I left my neighborhood. So I'm going to stay a little closer to home. I'm going to say Vermont. We talked okay. about it earlier. I have mm-hmm. been there a couple of times and I still feel like I was only scratching the surface. So I, I really look forward. Maybe this summer, we'll see how things go. Yeah. I'd love to go down there and uh, just check it out again. Yeah, I've said time and time again, from literally Thunder Bay to the Maritimes and kind of add the U.S. So you get Michigan, Vermont, and all these. We are very spoiled for beer. Yep. It's and to the point, sorry, I was going to say, it's to the point now where anytime I visit somewhere, if I type the letter B on my phone, it comes up with brewery near me. Because that's the very first thing <laughs> yep. I do. Anywhere I go, I'm like, brewery, all right, let's go. That's the yeah. best way to, to, in my mind, find a new town. You go find the, the flavors that are they're happening. And I can't wait to do it again. And the, the local support that you get from your your walking distance community is fantastic. We have some, uh, our, our clientele is just loyal and, and it's great. Um, they, they've been fantastic through the pandemic, but when, when we open, they just, they're, it's like, I'm in cheers. We know their name. Everyone just wants to sit down. They've got their, they've got their stool or they've got their <laughs> table or, and they just, I'm home. And, and they don't even ask to ask for their beer. It, it's the one they want and they just sit there and the smile on their face. And that's one of the biggest challenges I think we've had is with all the lockdowns and reopenings is just, you know. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate reality is those who, you guys seem very much like myself, is the lockdowns completely suck, but they are necessary to not overload our hospital systems. Yes. And we are trying to care for each other at the same time. Losing business clearly sucks. There's no way that, that you can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars and be comfortable with that. Nobody ever will be. But as Canadians, most of us, I find, are, are we want to care enough about other fellow human beings that we want to get through this and we all want to get back together and have a beer at a brewery mm-hmm. or a pub or whatever. And yeah. nobody wanted this. No, and I never wish it on any no. small business or, or a new business venture, but we did learn a lot and we're still here. 
We're stronger than we were when we, when we walked into this. Uh, and we know a lot more about our business um, than, than we probably would have been able to get in that short history. Yeah. No, and, and you guys, like I said, you're clearly kicking butt, and uh, I've been here twice, obviously. Nicer weather when I was able to sit on your patio uh, and enjoy the, well, the first time was the lobster mac and cheese, the second time was one of your grilled cheeses. Mm. Uh, you guys make fantastic, like you said, comfort food. And, and this is usually my lunch location while I'm doing other stuff after, and that LCBO across the street surprisingly has a great selection, so I was very surprised about that. Mm. It's... Um, to me, you're one of the places I hit when I'm in the Kanata-ish area. So, and I'm sure you get Sands fans who want to grab a beer here and then head to the not so great stadium. <laughs> That's a, uh, oh God, I, I went there for a WWE show when I was in my 30s, and it's like, oh my God, this getting in and then getting out just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the facility's yeah. not so bad. I mean, it's showing its age now, but yeah, the the infrastructure of getting to park <laughs> yeah. there is just no. And especially as a Montrealer who it only takes two hours to get home, it took three and a half, not happy. <laughs> so. Just head on over to Stittsville, come yeah. in here, and then, uh, you know, yeah. we got hotels. Yeah, oh, that's it fun. next time. So, <laughs> amazing. Uh, so, kind of what's next for Brew Revolution when things are a little more open, hopefully, you can do a little more things. From the sound of it, you have some very low patrons. Could you see yourselves doing like a mug club type thing or a regular patron type thing? Like, what, what's, what's next for the brand? We have a founders club okay. uh, already, uh, and uh, we we have a variety of different um, experiences that we like to, to bring. So mm -hmm. we get we get a great um, uh, mishmash of uh, first dates, and then uh, oh, we had our first date here, and it's just we become that weekly place <laughs> that, that 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 couples come to, and then we have the uh, the, the the daily. I just ended my job uh, or ended my shift or whatever, and they they roll in, grab a grab one, just just one beer. Mm -hmm. Smile, say hi to the staff, and then head home, and you know, and uh, it, it's great. So I think it's just expanding on that um, and having that full experience. It, we haven't really had that opportunity to just have the indoor and the outdoor at the same time. You know, as soon as we were available, uh, we could put up a patio. That was the focus because that's where we could we could do the business, right? Mm -hmm. um, having the experience of, you know, because we got a big garage door here and it's just this big open concept as you go from the patio to the inside. Um, that is something I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that, how that works out. Um, and, and that's just the tapper. So beyond that, it's, it's the expansion of the brewery brand into uh, retail and into other locations and licensees and, and stuff like that and, and, and growing that. We, we just, that was one thing we couldn't focus on initially, and it's it's a big part of it, right? When you're in complete reaction mode, you know, for the last two years of yeah. what are we doing today? What are we doing now? Um, <laughs> fire, fire, what, fire! What just happened? I got to read a 20-page document telling me what I'm allowed to do and not yeah. allowed to do. Um, you know, it's uh, you you can lose track of uh, what you want to do. So uh, I I think the biggest thing is expansion. So uh, from an Ontario perspective, anyone's listening to this podcast, it's we want to get to a beer store near you. <laughs> it's kind of the thing, right? Well, I, I'm thinking LCBO because from what I'm hearing, the LCBOs unfortunately are, are a dying breed. Uh, from, from what I've heard uh, and from the statistics I've read is sales in beer stores are going down, but LCBOs are still doing well. Yeah. And as somebody, I see more craft in LCBO than I see at the beer stores. And grocery stores. Um, we have a very good following locally for, for grocery stores. And... They sell a lot of beer. It's the convenience factor, but people just don't want to pick up a, a generic uh, macro brew mm -hmm. six twelve pack, and, and they're like, "No, I just 
got a nice steak or I got, you know, this, this yummy new recipe I'm trying out and I want something equally delicious with it, right? So I, I found that's been a really great thing from the, from the craft perspective is uh, the grocery stores. Yeah. That's something that, that I will say Quebec has over Ontario is my local like corner store I could go grab yeah. a beer. Uh, but things are changing across Canada, as we mentioned. It's it's a matter of time until we drop down our cross-border brewery stuff, and that I can finally go to my local beer store and grab Brew Revolution. Uh, well, Mill Street's obviously Canada-wide now, yeah. uh, but like Brew Revolution and, and Conspiracy Theory and, and everybody I want to in Ontario, but at the same time still buy Quebec beers on top of that because yeah. I'm more than willing to spend beers uh, money on delicious craft beers. So. I mean, I, I have to, you know, uh, pass a nod to Collective Arts and, and how they've they've moved across uh, the provinces very well, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know they're they're always a guilty pleasure of mine as well. So they're uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say the other big focus for us is going to be live music. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked about it, you know, earlier, but uh, we are going to really push that angle this summer. We can't wait to have our local bands back in. We are going to try and put together some sort of music festival, again, depending on what the, what the health regulations are. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like Chris said, it's about building the brand and about and pushing out the, the happiness that craft beer brings. Do you find your, because you guys are kind of in a strip mall for, for those who will finally see it when we film outside, you're kind of in a strip mall. How are your neighbors with, with you guys? Fantastic, actually. Yep. Um, a lot of support. And it's, it's funny because we, we don't have, uh, being in a strip mall, there's a lot of diversity of small businesses here and everyone had their challenges, right? And Everyone was, how can we help each other? Uh, and it's getting to be a cliche of we're all in this together, but small businesses no. really understood that right away. It's like, hey, uh, got any tips for this? Got any tips for that? And, you know, it was, you know, trying to do kind of co-branding things, right? It's like we have a, we have a massage um, uh, and, mm -hmm. and chiropractor clinic right beside yeah. us, and it's, uh, can, we, can we do a, like a, a, a couple's staycation? Yeah, uh, like a, a couple's massage and a beer yeah, and, a, and a flight or a, and, a, and a dinner or something, you know? And it's uh, even down the road, we've got some, some great um, uh, eateries that have, you know, their, their own uh, ice cream and that kind of stuff. And we're like, okay, we're going to do beer floats with your ice cream or we're yeah. going to do, you know, this kind of thing. So it's always been that, what can we do to help each other? So. I mean, there's dentists right there, so just get a filling and come back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or come here first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. We have other places in this plaza that, that mm -hmm. serve food and, and, uh, and, and alcohol, and uh, it, it's been one of those, uh, oh, well, you know, your, your patio size was defined. You only had so much space, and it would be, they, they would just wave and say, do you have two tables? We have, we have, we have a couple here who can't, yeah. we can't seat, but we're happy to send them to you and vice versa to them. So there, there was never this competition it was always okay let's let's get through this together kind of thing right i do find as canadians we did our best to get together for this and that's the most important part is i do what i can i, I come here i spend 30 bucks and then i go to another local brewery i spend another 30 bucks in my mind at least i'm i'm trying to do something mm -hmm. to keep you guys going and and i know it's not easy but we tried to stay together and that's in my mind the most important part so. Yeah, and one, one point there, and I, I hope people really understand this, is that small business, forget breweries, but just small business in general, this is not going to just end. You know, once the, once the pandemic is finished or once whatever, you know, whatever things open up, yeah. there's going to be a ripple effect for two, three, five years. And, and people have to remember that, and I hope the politicians remember it, because you can't just stop the, the support system. It's, yeah. it, we've got a mountain of debt as, you know, as a collective, yeah. uh, and it's, it's not going to be easy to get over it. So... You know, let's let's look forward, yeah. but let's just remember where and, we're at. And as humanity in general, you know, we should get along. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the way I see it. Beer but... is good for that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, alcohol in general, you know, I love my Canadian craft beer, but I also love a real scotch from Scotland. <laughs> so that, for sure. that's me. Yeah, you know, that's why I was out this way. Is I was buying a hundred dollar bottle of scotch. It's called Bunahaven, which is like very specific islands in the Ilays. And you had three bottles here, and then the next closest bottle was Belleville. Yes. Yeah. See, it's so interesting because when we first found this location, I was against the fact that we were near an LCBO. And then I all of a sudden had an about face one day, and I thought, no, you know what? For that exact reason, the person going in there and coming out the door is you know already an alcohol lover or a, yeah, of yeah. some sort and they might see our sign and think oh i'm gonna go there and so it's worked out really nicely it's a good partnership it's great um guys awesome thank you very very much for hosting us both today uh i appreciate anybody who's willing to speak with us uh let my people know where they can find you so yeah we're in the west end of ottawa in uh Stitz vegas or Stittsville, and uh we're at 6081 hazeldean road uh, if you're driving around and you can't find us, we're, yeah, there's an LCBO and a giant tiger. Uh, brewrevolution.ca is our website. We're all over Instagram and Facebook. We're hard to miss. At <laughs> BrewRevOt. That's it. That's it. Awesome. So we're going to add all that in the show notes, including the address. So if you're ever in the roughly Ottawa region, definitely come check these guys out. They're fantastic. Food and beer. This is one of your places to hit 100% for sure. Allbeerinside.com is the website. At Allbeerinside on all social media. And as I said, the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>